in the morning when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them toxic suckers like the f***ing players. The Board of Regent member that I could not think of his name was Rick Treshaw. He okay. was the guy that would not vote for any money to sports, no matter what. Regardless of the opinions, he would not vote for it. And the best part of that is I believe it was his father was actually a former football coach. Like he okay. came from a family that was like in athletics and he was like, nope, we will not spend money on sports. My dad did it for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, my dad had to teach biology. <laughs> First story here in the front page is from Jordan McCabe. Ed over here wrote a story in the Review Journal about Jordan McCabe, who is a transfer point guard from West Virginia for UNLV basketball now, and uh, what he thinks, how he is approaching the name, image, and likeness possibilities. What I thought was most interesting from Jordan McCabe, though, was this quote. The question has always been, should college athletes be paid? I think the answer is no. But if college athletes wants to go out and make their own money and monetize themselves or become an entrepreneur, there's no reason they shouldn't be able to do that. I'm kind of surprised that Jordan McCabe, a college athlete, would say mm -hmm. we shouldn't be paid. But no, he's saying mm -hmm. by the university. Well, he's saying by the, by yeah. the school, he's saying, pay to play. He's, he's saying, saying we should be play. able to be yeah. a commercial or you know yeah. have a sponsored tweet or something like that. But I'm a little surprised that Jordan McCabe would be one to come out and say, hey, we are not going to, you know, we shouldn't get paid. By the way, Ed had to take a call uh, for something he's doing for the Review Journal. Yes, he has an actual job outside yeah. of this. So. I, how much did you enjoy him running out of the I, studio? I, whenever <laughs> I used to do the press box when, uh, like, I had to fill in like Clay was on vacation, it would genuinely be my favorite thing in the world. So it would just be me and, like, Willie Ramirez or me and, like, somebody... <laughs> Just staring at each other like, uh, okay, I guess. Uh. Ed held up his notepad and his phone and a little bit of a panic look and rushed out the door. It was great. It's, I mean, you know, that's how journalism happens, man. Happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. Should I save the Dodger yep. stuff for yep. when he comes back? I okay. would save it all okay. for 745. Right, we'll, uh, well, we're already past 745. I mean, eight, so 945. 945. Um, so, yeah, we'll get back to the Dodgers. But Clayton Kershaw's on the 10-day IL with uh, forearm inflammation. Um, and the Dodgers have pulled uh, Trevor Bauer bobblehead night and pulled all of his uh, jersey and any other merchandise with Bauer on it from their team store. Uh, but another baseball story. The Tampa Bay Rays no-hit the Indians in a seven-inning game yesterday. They used five relievers to do it, uh, which is the most Tampa. I think a seven-inning no-hitter with five relievers is the most Tampa Bay Rays thing that could happen. I mean, and I kind of hope. I kind of wish that they had gone for six. Like they have a guy who's like, I only go through the order one time, or. Not, maybe just uh, the first three batters. Well, it would have been better if they had seven. If they had just had one guy every inning come out, but they screwed up and let the first guy go like two innings. Like, what are you doing? Tampa? What was the? Didn't they at one point have a phrase that they would call instead of their starter the they, opener? The opener. It That's still gets right. used. Oh, it still gets used. Anytime, okay. anytime a team is like 
have a has a bullpen day or something. Yeah, they 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 call okay. the guy the opener. No, the best was that that was the opener. They still had technically a starter ready to go behind the opener most days, and they called that guy the bulk guy. Because Jesus. the the idea behind the opener was you're going to use a good reliever to start the game against the top of their order because you want good relievers to pitch against the top of the order. And then you're going to go to the bulk guy and hope he gives you like four innings and only faces the lineup once and maybe twice. Like he'll face the bottom half of the order a second time. And then when you get to the top of the order again, that's when you go back to your bullpen. That's the whole idea behind it was that you're not going to have a starting pitcher face the line, the top of the lineup three times in a game. What you really need is you need like, uh, what was his name? Alex Wood. The guy that they you could you could technically go put him out in uh, right field and yes. then you would bring him back in. Yes, to... that is what they needed. When the Astros were tanking, they did that in extra innings one time. Uh, they had Wesley Wright was one of their relievers, and they were like, "Well, we want him to face this hitter, and then two hitters later, because there's a lefty in between them." So they stuck him in the outfield, brought in a different relief pitcher, and then brought him back in to pitch against the next guy. I don't think it worked because he wasn't good and they were tanking. Next question. Another baseball story for you. The two most likely destinations for Craig Kimbrell are the A's and the Astros. That's according to Buster Olney, who tweeted this. Mentioned to a high-ranking MLB exec that the Red Sox might be a natural landing spot for Craig Kimbrell. He pushed back and speculated that Kimbrell's destination will come down to either the Astros or the Athletics. Kimbrell will be the most coveted player on the trade market. He has an 0.59 ERA, 0.59 ERA this year. He actually wasn't that good the last two, oh, maybe three seasons. I'm aware. And he is, but he has been like best reliever in baseball type stuff. Like what Josh Hader's probably the only guy that's been better and Hader blew a save the other day. So he's been like best reliever in baseball type stuff this year. Two things on this. Number one, are the Athletics really going to trade for a reliever that he makes $16 million and he's under, well, it's a team option, but he's under contract for next year. Like the A's, we really think the A's are the team trading for Craig Kimball at the deadline, I guess. I mean, if they are, they're going to turn down his option next year. Well, for sure that, but also they're going to somehow wind up being like, oh no, we're only paying him $3.2 <laughs> million. I mean, technically when the trade deadline comes around, you do only pay them what salaries left. So a month from now, it'll be probably, what, 35 40% of his contract is left. So I guess maybe it does make sense for the A's to say, yeah, we'll pay that. We'll pay a guy $16 million, but we're only paying 40%. The Astros side of it, part of it doesn't make sense because everything they've done so far this year has been to stay under the luxury tax, and he would put them over the luxury tax. But their GM was on the radio yesterday in Houston and said they don't have to stay under the luxury tax if they want to over go over which is stupid because they let George Springer walk in the offseason because they were trying to stay under the luxury tax. If you were going to go over, you should have re-signed the guy that's been one of the best players in franchise history. What the hell are you doing? So that's a little annoying, but go win the World Series. I don't even understand why baseball has a luxury tax. To try to limit teams. It actually kind of works every now and then. There's only one team currently over the luxury tax. Now, trade deadline if like the Red Sox or the Astros or the Yankees make a trade they'll be over but the Dodgers the only team over the luxury tax. like it kind of works because owners are afraid to pay more and you start losing draft picks when you do it again I don't I I will never understand punishing like you want to spend your money spend your money well yeah it's because the it's because 25 of the owners in baseball don't want to spend spend money money. yeah and And so they're like how do we punish the Yankees because otherwise they're gonna buy all our players and they still end up buying all their players 
Like, you didn't solve the problem. Wow, sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Never not going to be funny. Andre Drummond complained on Instagram that he didn't get enough minutes while playing for the Lakers. So he posted something on Instagram. A fan commented, uh, I wish you could dominate the paint like Lopez and Ayton. Which, by the way, nothing says you watch the NBA like Brooke Lopez. You think he dominates the paint just because he's in the finals. But regardless. Hey, maybe you meant Robin. <laughs> Andre Drummond responded to the fans saying, tell y'all coach to play me more. And I could. So Drummond ended up on the Lakers for the second half of this season. But here's the part that's interesting to me. First off, Andre Drummond played 25 minutes per game in the regular season with the Lakers. He has never averaged more than 33 minutes per game in any season of his career. This is not a guy who normally plays 42 minutes a night. He played eight less minutes than his season or his career high. So I'm a little confused what he's talking about, unless he's talking about just the playoffs where, yeah, you're not playing the guy who doesn't help you win the games. But the other part of this, Andre Drummond's like going to go down as one of the most overrated players in the history of the sport. Like his counting stats are good. Right, he's a 20 and 10 guy over his career, but like his team over his career, his team rebounds the ball worse when he's on the floor. Like he's one of the better individual rebounding like numbers guys in the NBA, but his teams in his career have always rebounded worse when he's on the floor because he's he just basically he pads his stats. Like I say that like it's a bad thing, like you want him to get rebounds, but he doesn't actually help the team get a lot of rebounds. He just personally gets them. Somehow he makes the teams worse at rebound when he's out there. I just always thought he was a guy who couldn't shoot. He can't shoot his, either. Right. At, at, it's like, oh man, if this were 1987, you would be an unstoppable right. force with that turnaround post move right. that you he'd can be do. the highest paid player in the league at like $6 million because that's all they got paid. But yes, he'd be like the highest paid player in the league. I, I once watched him back someone down and then just turn around and shoot in the post. And I was like, oh, my God, he's a superstar. And then I watched him brick a, like, long two and went, oh, okay, yeah, no, no, he's he's bad. He not, he not, he's not good. Next question. The Celtics have hired Damon Stoudemire as an assistant coach. Uh, he was the head coach at Pacific for the last few years now he'll be on the bench in Boston he has been an assistant in the NBA once before with the Memphis Grizzlies but the rest of his coaching career he's either been an assistant at the college level or the head coach at Pacific Pacific didn't really do much under Damon Stoudemire you don't really expect Pacific to do much either so I, I don't I don't think it's like a huge criticism of him that he didn't conquer Gonzaga while he was with Pacific but there's not like he's done a whole lot in his head coaching career to make you think oh wow this guy's gonna be good but an assistant coach now with the Celtics I I don't know what to expect of it other than Pacific had to replace their coach in July they did they had a guy ready to go so it seems like Stoudemire was probably pretty open with this process like hey the Celtics want me to come be an assistant that's better than this so but it's his it is still pretty crappy he's like oh it's July 7th and we got to hire a new coach I mean, at least for for the first time in a while, he'll be playing meaningful games in March. <laughs> NBA games in March aren't meaningful. What are you talking about? The regular season. Well, it's in the East. You got to get that seating locked up. That way you don't have to play in the play-in game. Man, you know, that's a great question. Kofi Coburn has oh. withdrawn his name from the NBA draft, but 
He is in the transfer portal. Uh, Coburn was Illinois' second best player last year. He and Ayo Dosunu were uh, pretty phenomenal, except for that whole early exit in the NCAA tournament. Um, he could return to Illinois, but according to Draft Express, he is seriously considering Kentucky. I do love the fact that we hear about the transfer portal and like people are like, oh, all the mid-majors, their good players are going to get picked off, blah, blah, blah. And Illinois might have one of their best players picked off by Kentucky. I find that to be funny. But just also, I don't know, man. It just blows because he's so good and he's fun to watch. I just like, I, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed watching him at Illinois, mostly because it's like, gives me something to talk about with my dad. Because <laughs> your dad's an Illinois fan? Yep. Well, and he, it's not, they don't suck. Well, if he leaves, I doubt they suck next year, but they're not going to be a one seed in the NCAA tournament. That's probably not going to happen. But hey, they lost in the second round. So yeah, no big deal. All right, coming up next, we're going to jump into. Hold on, I'm back. Were you talking about UNLV basketball? Illinois basketball. Okay. <laughs> or one seed in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to break. You know, he's one of my best friends, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm going to full court press the guy when he's a free agent. Like, there's no doubt. I'm offering whatever I got to offer. I'll buy him a car, buy whatever I got to do. I'm off of that man. And because I know he'd fit in great with the receivers that we have here. Uh, I'm allowed to say those things. Our organization isn't, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think he's one of the best. He's the best receiver in the NFL. So, all and I, honestly, I'm focused on trying to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And hopefully he's in it so I can beat his butt too, you know. And, uh, you know, that's the plan. And then recruit him over to the dark side a little bit. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Poor Henry Ruggs. Hold on. I thought during OTAs he looked a lot better. Wasn't that what Carr said? He looked a lot better? Like, he looked great? Like, ugh. I mean... He can't if he's getting his feet in bounds. It's much better. Yeah, I mean he didn't slow down. Maybe it was like his getting his feet in bounds and catching the ball. I, I, if I was him, like within two weeks, I've gone from like I look better to we want Devontae Adams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor him! How many times is Carr gonna play this uh, Devontae Adams thing? As much as he can. My goodness, he really wants him because Henry Ruggs isn't any good. There, listen, Derek Carr. Okay. Since they traded away Amari Cooper, Derek Carr has been looking around saying, now who the hell am I throwing to? Nelson Aguilar? That's the guy that's been my best receiver? Like Who has been his best receiver? Yeah, it's like I Hunter Renfro was my best receiver one year. Like They found him a really good tight end. It's probably the best thing that's yes. happened since John Gruden took over was yes. finding Darren Waller and him being a Terrific. superstar tight end. But outside of that, Derek Carr's like, uh, guys, who the hell am I throwing to? This first round pick can't keep his feet in bounds. Zay Jones. <laughs> I'm with that guy. Is that guy still on the team? Yes. Oh, yes. I like I don't I don't blame Derek Carr at all for being like, yes, please go get me Devontae. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I I'd want him too if I was a quarterback. So, it's like, you know. I'm now that I'm thinking about it, didn't Zay Jones set the uh didn't he set the 40 record at the combine? That guy's and fast too. Then didn't also didn't John Brown also like tie the forty record and so and then Henry Ruggs beat the forty record. Man, so they have just amassed fast. 
Why don't they just go trips and send everyone straight and someone will be open because they're so fast? Uh, Zay Jones only ran a 4-4-6. Four, four, oh, oh, okay. Four, four, Who am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know. Uh, John Brown did run a 4-3, and Henry Ruggs ran a 4-2-7. 4, two, seven. four, four six. He's slow. Yeah. It's as slow as the uh. offensive lineman with four names they got out there. Is he still on the team? God, what was his name? <laughs> Jerry Jones Smith. Jared Jones Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he spells Jared even worse than our Jared does. Did y. we say they got him off the street or did Mayock? Mayock. No, Mayock. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. We got this. Right. We got confused because okay. he was on the roster last <laughs> <Yes>. year. <laughs> we cut him so we could re-sign him. Yeah. That was, yes, that was what was confusing because he said they signed him off the street a week ago. <laughs> But he had been on the team the year before, which makes you think, did Mayock know the guy was on the team the year before? Uh, well, well, they're fast. I mean, I, Derek Carr, I mean, I, I guess if, look, if people keep asking him about it, then he's going to keep saying he wants Devontae Adams. He should want Devontae Adams. like the best receiver in the league. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, keep saying it. I mean, the car thing was a little funny to buy him a car. A little strange. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, did you enjoy Derek Carr yesterday saying that he is not the mother bleeper that Tom Brady was referring to? I enjoyed it a lot because, and we'll never know, because unless the source is Brady, I'm not so sure. I'd love to Who's the source that told you you weren't the mother bleeper that Brady was referring to? I, and now, if it's Brady, then and if Brady called out and said, hey, I, think, I heard you might think it's you, it's not really you, then that's one thing. But who's the source? So David Derek, Carr? Derek <laughs> Darren? <laughs> who's, the, who's the source? Derek Carr was on a show called Brother from Another, and he said, from what I know, it wasn't me, which is good. I know you got the rings, but if it's not me, then we're good. What I heard, it wasn't me, so I'm good with that. And then how does he know? Carr declined to name who told him, but he said he got it from a good source, that he was not the mother bleeper that Tom Brady was referring to. I mean, the only source I can think of is Jim Gray. <laughs> Could be him. I mean, has Westwood One called uh, Tommy yeah. during a uh, well, during a halftime of a Monday Night Football game yet? Not just Derek Carr, also, but I mean everyone. Where if it's not me, we're good. It's like eh, I don't know if Brady's losing sleep over any of that. No. He's like well, Brady's like I'm Tom Brady. I don't care about any people. Do you say. know how much I love this dumb story? Oh, it's great. Tom, Tom, okay, did okay for anybody that doesn't know, Tom Brady on a promo for LeBron James's show on HBO. Where they sit in a barbershop, barbershop. and talk. Is it yeah. called barbershop? Okay. He said, you know, one team was trying to get me and they yeah. dropped out at the end. And I said, really? You're sticking with that mother bleeper. That was from a promo. Has anybody watched the actual episode? No. Has it even come out? I have no idea. No. That's why I love how I saw, dumb this I story saw is. that specific quote on a clip. I didn't right. watch the whole thing, though. I don't even know if it's come out yet. And that's why I love this dumb story. Nobody's watched that episode. I'm it's on it. all from <laughs> this one, like, 30-second promo where you get, like, two seconds of Tom Brady saying, you're sticking with that mother bleeper. And it's turned into a different show talking, to, asking Derek Carr, were you that mother bleeper? And now we're talking about Derek Carr. Well, it's the dumbest story, yeah. and it's the greatest July 8th story that could happen in the well, NFL. second to Kucherov, but uh, <laughs> no, but okay, so everyone assumed, and I think you and I did right away, it was Jimmy Garoppolo because he had history with him, and by the way, we've said this before, Brady's in the Bay Area, that's where his family is, that would have made most sense, where do you want to go? Well, I want to go to San Francisco and go home. Okay. Then people said, well, Carr makes sense because the Raiders were in on him, and why wouldn't, you know, go to Las Vegas? He's close to, again, California. Now I see that everyone's convinced it was Trubisky. The problem I have with that is, this guy ever wanted to go to Chicago? Yeah, that'd be weird. Why right? would Tom Brady ever want to go to Chicago? I mean, 
That's weird. I mean, I, I didn't. So I'm not buying Trubisky because, like, you really wanted to go to the Bears. I mean, it's not like the Raiders are winning th- winning team, but it's still Las Vegas. Okay, you're still coming west. I, you know, if I have this right, which you probably don't, it is currently <laughs> available on the shop uninterrupted, and it looks like it's Tom Brady, Draymond Green, and I want to say Chelsea Handler. This seems like a really weird mix of people. Be fun there. What's it? That's on? a that's a trio that would uh, uh, come up with some great stuff. Uninterrupted. Uh, I'm on HBO Max right now. Okay. That has to be the one. Like, I don't think Brady so, does so this every is, week. So it is out. Is what uh, you're yeah, telling. Oh, I, I did see the clip where he said it. He's sitting in the barbershop. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, but that. that was just so, a promo. So right. I have no idea when. I don't even remember when the promo said it was Kim coming out. Cuddy? Sorry, I'm I'm just looking at a picture. You. <laughs> it all look. I'm glad Derek Carr, for him, said that. I don't know who the source is. If it's not Brady, then. You know, is it is it you know the Chelsea Handler call car and say don't worry it's not you because because he told us off the record who it was afterwards because if he says that the minute someone says cut Whoa. if I'm Don Draymond I'm like who was it Dr- I'm like I mean, I'm asking right away who was it I mean Draymond used to play in the Bay Area Car used to play in the yeah. Bay Area maybe they used to be friends I have no idea Are you trying to say that Fresno is in the Bay Area? No, I was trying to say that, like, oh, the Oakland. Raiders used to play in the Bay yeah. Area. Okay. I mean, it's anytime Carr does any stuff, it's great. It's good stuff to talk about. Where, wait, why is he going to all these shows? He was out with Chris Collins. No, I don't even know what brother from another is, but it's, they got Derek Carr, um, so they're better than us. Is it is it Michael Smith's new show on Peacock? That's what I'm trying to remember because I know Michael Smith has a new show on Peacock because they got rid of. Uh, I have no idea. They got rid of a bunch of the the like live stream right. shows and they moved them all to Peacock because I know Pro Football Talk is now on Peacock and you get like an abridged version on NBC Sports. Look, you know so much. About I got Peacock. an e- I got an email saying someone has signed into your Peacock account and I asked my wife, "What's Peacock?" Like I had no. Someone was in my account and I didn't even know what that, what it meant. I'm like, is someone in this house in this account? You are uh, right, Jared. It's Michael Smith and Michael Holly on Peacock TV. I, um. You know way too much about Peacock. TV. Yeah, no, I was going to say I, 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 I didn't even know someone was. Uh, I didn't even know I had an account. Never mind, someone signed in. I know way too much about other sports programming. You know too much stuff about things that are uninteresting to our listeners. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like uh, yeah. I, I, what is it's interesting? Like my wheelhouse. Get <laughs> like five minutes a day to say oh, that was an interesting bit. Hopefully, Nikita Kucherov. <laughs> Anytime we find ourselves to be uninteresting, to be uninteresting Jared, just hit that Kucherov thing, and we'll be we'll get the listeners back. We're skating by this whole this whole day on Nikita Kucherov. Oh, we're yeah. being like that made well, our show good. The rest of it doesn't matter. As Jared said, we're going to come up here soon, where we're going to be struggling until camp opens for guests. We might just be playing that Kucherov thing like ten <laughs> times a day. <laughs> we're supposed to have a guest right now. There's no one who wants to come on. Hit the Kucherov button. Yeah, we're just going to talk to Darren Millard from Tokyo. Is it? We're he's joining oh. us now. Next, is he allowed to go? Is he? Is he there? I don't know. Don't you we have to find out next? Moose, you just keep on moosing. This doesn't concern you. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK update with Darren Milsey Millard. Darren, are you still going to the Olympics? Am I still going? Yeah. I think I'm still going. Okay, I just they're they're banning fans because they're in a whatever state of emergency. I didn't know Darren Millard was important enough to get through the state of emergency lines. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll find out. Listen, uh, if you go on Southwest, you get your points back, so you'd be fine. 
Really? Yeah, that's great. I don't think the Southwest fly in Tokyo. <laughs> they go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, you get like halfway there. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm in for that, and you get an A-list and, yes. and all that. So A-list preferred. I, I'm, I'm in, <laughs> yeah. Darren, how do we get uh, answers like Nikita Kucherov gave oh, last night out geez. of more hockey players? Booze at the podium. <laughs> <laughs> so just get them drunk. Yeah. Yeah, I did the uh, the draft uh, at the All Star Game one year uh, with with Catherine Tappan. Remember when the players picked the, mm-hmm. the teams? Yeah. And uh, the first year it was it was okay. Uh, the second year, uh, the organizers gave them uh, some refreshments backstage <laughs> and <laughs> and some refreshments on stage, and it was a lot more livelier. So uh, I think I think if you want if you want that kind of, if that's your thing, booze is the answer. Who uh, who were the organizers at the All Star Game that said, "Yeah, let's get these guys drinking, so it'll be more fun." Well, I, it, there there was some some merit to it. Like nobody wanted to be like falling down hammered, and then the, for the most part, the players were pretty good. Uh, uh, that was the year Obi kind of maybe overindulged a touch. <laughs> what a but, shock! Uh, yeah, but uh, but but the rest of them uh, were, were were pretty good about it. It was it was it was funny because we go to commercial break and everybody would hold up their glass that was up on stage that had already been drafted. Hey, let's go! Come on, bring it out, refills. How good? Uh, put Tampa in perspective. Then, how good do you think they really were? Because we kept hearing from the Knights, we beat the best team, we beat the best team. And you watch that Stanley Cup series. I'm like, I'm not sure you beat the best team. Yeah, are you talking about being hammered? Uh, no, like, uh, I'm talking about actually okay. being the best team. Because Tampa, Tampa's yes. going to have a party here. Yes. Like, they're going to have a two for well, because they didn't really have the big one last year. It's going to be outstanding uh, this year. Uh, uh, well, I think if you if you look at uh, at, at the positioning, um, they're they're pretty similar. In uh, the the best player in the game is is Connor McDavid. But you've got a player in Nikita Kucherov who could legitimately next year uh, be in a conversation around uh, an MVP. Uh, I think if, if Connor plays to his level and plays a full season, he's he's the Art Ross on the MVP, and he's going to be that way for a while. But but there's only a handful of players that are even in the league as uh, in the same league as Connor McDavid and Kucherov is. Uh, then you go by uh, defense, and uh, I think if if you're going to talk about uh, a best defenseman in the league, overall defenseman, is Victor Hedman, and right now, and the best goaltender in the world is is Andre Vasilevsky. So there's there's two and a half votes for best player at the position in the league, mm-hmm. uh, at, right right down the middle, and that gives uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning a pretty impressive head start. And then you you fill in around the edges with with points and uh, and Sam Coast and. Uh, Sergeyev's. Uh, so it's uh, and, and and the other part is Vasilevsky's uh, ability to play every game uh, is 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 incredible. So then you, you compare it to Colorado and Nathan McKinnon, a player that can challenge uh, Connor McDavid for for best player in the game. Part of that group of five, uh, dynamic defense, not as good as as Hedman, but Cam McCarr is is pretty good, and the goaltending was good. So I, I think that uh, the Colorado and, and and Tampa Bay would be. Pretty similar in in best team uh, that you would face in in, in the playoffs. Uh, different route, different uh, uh, different uh, dynamics uh, in it. Uh, Colorado was able to win 
that crucial game in the series, and then Vegas got bumped by a uh, by a bounce in in Game Three that uh, that altered the course, uh, I believe, in the series, and uh, just one of those ones where you weren't able to recover from. A bounce is a nice way to phrase it. Um, do you think the NHL should do anything about the salary cap maneuvering that Tampa Bay and to be honest, the Golden Knights did as well this year. Like, should the NHL be doing anything to stop what the Tampa Bay Lightning had as far as a postseason roster? Well, they could. Uh, I don't think you'll see it. The, the Kucherov one is is amazing uh, at the backlash of that that the Tampa Bay Lightning have received. And I just go to like the the agent of Kucherov is not going to allow the Tampa Bay Lightning to go to their player and say. You are sitting out the year because we are in a salary cap crunch, and you are not going to play an entire season or half a season or whatever the, the case may be. You you are going to put aside your legacy and uh, your career statistics and your uh, impact on the game because we have a salary cap crunch. It's not going to happen. So if, if, if you're wondering whether he was legitimately hurt or rehab, and, and of course, then, then look at that. Uh, and if it was an 82-game uh season, uh, he probably would have been back, well, I mean, uh, the, the calendar aside, uh, would, would have been back. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't think there was any funny business. Did they take advantage of it? Full on, absolutely. But uh, I don't think that there was, uh, there was any uh, illegalness or uh, any type of uh, just uh, untoward actions by Julian Brisebois and company. So you're suggesting Alan Walsh is not going to be okay with the Golden Knights saying, "Hey, Mark Andre Fleury, we're going to put you on long-term IR for the whole season." Uh, I don't think uh, and, and 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 give up uh, on chasing down number two uh, all time and wins. No, no, I, I I don't foresee that happening uh, with uh, with with any agent uh, doing that. Like it just it doesn't make any. And the player players want to play. Like why would why would they want to spend a whole season practicing or or they're sitting on the sidelines? That's that's pretty dull, isn't it? Yeah, not if yeah. you win the cup. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I mean, think you'll never be you'll never be the right first now. off the ice, but uh, you always want to be that. Um, <laughs> good, good, good point on, on first off the ice. You guys said something funny the other day too that uh, that had me laughing uh, about these uh, these things. Uh, it was something to do with the uh, a press conference and, and what we say during or the, the athletes say during press conferences. And I was I was chuckling about it because you're you're spot on, but it's absolutely accepted. Uh, the whatever the answer was. Well, whatever it was, it's not beating Kucherov, so okay. we're just going to continue hold, to play on. that guy. Hold on, Darren. You were trying to give us a compliment that we were funny about something, but you couldn't remember what it was? Yeah, I can't oh, I can't remember what I had for breakfast, and it was 10 minutes ago. Boy. So, like, li- listen, when when you get to my age, you're focused on the next thing, not the, the, the thing in the past. I'm, but I, I will give you a compliment. It was, it was very funny. Darren, Thanks. what is today's uh, date? No idea. Uh, no, let me let me backtrack. Uh, today is Thursday. I'm on with you every Thursday. I leave for Tokyo on the 10th, so today has to be the wow. 8th. Wow, you're about to go. That's a, okay. Yeah. That that was a long walk. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's that's about as close as I, I never know what the date is, ever, ever what the date is. Um, it's just one of my my personal faults uh, of many. Don't miss your flight. And, uh. Have uh, what? What do you guys want from Tokyo? Snow globe? Uh, what, what can I bring you back? 
kidding me? It's a lockdown because of COVID. Don't bring anything back. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. And if you do, clean it before you give it to <laughs> us. They put the entire country on like lockdown. I don't want anything from there. Come on. We, we want uh, you to be safe. Wear the mask and be safe. We've had about 17 different revisions to uh, to what we're allowed to do and the uh, access to the like meals or convenience stores or anything like that. If you need something, there's, there's been all these lists. And then this morning I wake up to like text after text after text about the lockdown. And I'm like, just, like, are we even going to be able to leave uh, our hotel room? Am I going to be covering the Olympics from the, uh, from the hotel room? And uh, I'm, I'm not sure. And then I get a call from, uh, from lawless and, uh, and he sends me a text and says, wear a mask. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I have a choice on that one. Barry in the lead. Um, hold on, hold on. Where are, you, are, are we what? talking to you next Thursday, Darren? Uh, well, we, we can sure try. Okay. I mean, but yeah, that was my plan. I was going to try to, I probably was going to go clean feed with him if not to, you know, say something that no member of the audience understands. It is uh, it is currently twelve forty one a.m. in Tokyo. Oh, right I've done Olympics. You'll be fine. You'll be up working. Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll just be coming back yeah. to the club. Yeah, you'll be fine. Like the, please do not go to the club. And I don't think there's any clubs. <laughs> I don't think the club's open. You, I think <laughs> Jerry Lawless was right. You are you sure you know you have to wear a mask? <laughs> Gary had a big I, Gary had a big week. He bought a bike. He, he did buy a bike. Yeah. I think he's got a motor on it though. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those e-bikes. Someone did. I, I it might have been Dave Shane asked him, "Where's your scooter?" I didn't know that kid had a yeah. scooter. No, he's he was into the scooters on the road during the playoffs in Minnesota and Colorado. Oh, really? Scootering, uh, scootering mm-hmm. in and around uh, uh, the the downtown area. Oh, Colorado's, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Colorado, like, okay. You, you, you park the scooter. Colorado's funny, they, and they just leave them anywhere. Yeah. They, you don't have yeah. to put them in a in a scooter yeah. rack or anything like that. They just throw them down yeah. and then they, they walk away from them. It's, it's really bizarre. Justin Emerson is like, uh, the, the, the most, um, interesting state. It's like a group of 14 year olds uh, live there. They just leave yeah. everything anywhere and do whatever they want. <laughs> Justin Emerson, the son, we were going to dinner one day or we met him outside the arena on, on his scooter and we're walking, he just tossed it down. I'm like, what are you going to do with that? He goes, I don't know. I mean, he just tossed it down. And then the job I wanted was some guy came in a van, and he picks them all up and takes a moment, just charges them. I mean, that's not a bad job. You get paid for doing that. You just walk, right, you know, drive around town picking up scooters places? In a, in a van. Yeah. Down by the river. <laughs> Looks like it's too weird. Yeah. Uh, real one, <laughs> one, one quick hockey one. I do want to know this because Tyler brought him up. Have you changed your mind or progressed on any belief when Alan Walsh says we will take a better, you know, a more, what was the word, reasonable, reasonable deal. Now, we also think Alan Walsh might that mean the 10 millionaire because the guy won the Vesna, but he might win, he might mean 4 millionaire. Have you changed your mind on if that deal is really friendly for the team that we're all talking about the wrong goalie who might be moved? Uh, so, do you think that it'll be Marc-Andre Fleury moved or, or Robin Leonard moved? Is that Let's just say we believe it would be Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it, when you compare the salaries and the age, uh, it, to me, it would be Marc-Andre Fleury that, that, that would be moved. Uh, and, and, uh, what, what do you do with, with that? Uh, I think you have to, you have to have some kind of carrot for Marc-Andre Fleury to accept that. And that would be an extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be, uh, somewhere in the range of, with, with his age, even with the Vezina Trophy, 
probably in the range of uh, five five million dollars. So, what team can eat that? What team can afford that? Uh, and I'm not sure that it's only a one year extension. It okay. might be the, the the shape that that guy is in. Uh, I do believe that he can play for uh, two his forties. Uh, so he's, he's he would be thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine. If you gave him a two year extension, thirty nine. Uh, it's like me working the dates. Uh, the uh, I, I think that the, that a two year extension would probably be the minimum uh, that you would be looking for uh, if if you were going to acquire Mark Andre Fleury. And there's there's not many teams in the National Hockey League that uh, that want to box themselves in to that. But I do think that there are a couple of teams that would seriously take a look at something like that. Well, he could probably play till he's 50 if they put him on long-term IR every year and just bring him mm-hmm. in for the playoffs. Are you kidding? The playoffs are hard, man. Every okay. second But that's all you get. You, you work for two months out of the year. He'll be fine. He'll play till he's 50. And then he takes the rest of the year off. Uh, yeah, good point. And he would be in shape. Like you, you working two months of the year, you wouldn't start preparing until no. about the day before. No, yeah, no chance. I prepare at 6.59 a.m. Let me out of your mind. Yeah. Prepare. <laughs> and, and, I walk in and say, Tyler, what are you writing the rundown? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you'd be behind. Uh, justice would be there before you. And, uh, and you know what, what that Ooh. would mean. Yeah. Uh, really quick, Tyler had a guy. I think he's right. Name one person. They win the cup next year. You know, they win the cup, and there's a lot of drinking from the time you go to the locker room to the media podium. What golden night is Nikita Kucherov next year? No shirt on, completely ripping everyone in the world. Alex Tuck. Oh, oh that's a good one. Tyler yeah. said Marcia, so I liked that one. Alex I Tuck. Like, I like Marcia, so too. Marcia, so would do it uh, without winning the cup. <laughs> I think that's fun. We got swept. Now let me rip everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think Marshall would uh, would absolutely be that guy uh, without the fuel, uh, but but I think Alex Tuck would be uh, would be would be a good answer to that, wow. to that question. Okay, we look. I look hey, we, to I it. have a question for you guys. Huh? Would you, I heard you guys with Sam and Ash. Would you guys go uh, free diving with sharks? Probably uh, yes. not. Yeah, yes. probably. I better. I grew up in the beach and did a lot of stuff yeah. like that. I didn't go. I surfed a lot. But I didn't do. I didn't do a free diving. But yeah, I would. Yeah. You ever see a shark when you were out there? I did not. I did not. A lot of my friends did, but I did not. I'm, I you, I'm impressed with that. Like two of the three said yes to that question. Well, I mean, it's pretty safe if you're in the cage. I mean, I w- oh no, he said free. So free like, diving. Yeah. Oh, without the cage. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. Eat I might. I, I would jump in. Well, Ash was funny yesterday because she's like, "We were okay," and then someone yelled "sharks," so we all jumped in. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that, "Yeah, like I mean, I heard that, and I'm like, are you crazy?" I mean, I probably would still do. They it. They don't eat people. Yeah, I probably would still do it. I probably would still. Do it. Um. Didn't yeah, no, they take big chunks eaten? out of people. Okay, very rarely do they eat people. It and is... I know the way the waiver is not going to stand up in no. court. But if, <laughs> no, but if, if you're in a box. Uh, and, and the lid's closed on you, it doesn't really matter what the waiver says. That's true. The waiver's not standing up. Now, you could be dead, so it wouldn't matter that, about the waiver. That, that, was, that, was, that, that was what he was either. saying when, yeah. you, when you're in a box. Uh, I mean, uh, he was not so subtly uh, saying coffin. Uh, all right, get out of here, Darren. I'm with you. Hey, I'm not getting in the water with the sharks. Be, be safe, man. Be safe. Have a great time. I'm going to wear a mask, and I'm not going to swim with sharks. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Be good. See you. Okay, great yeah, advice. Um, I can't actually remember. I may have already gone snorkeling with like. Oh boy, 
with sharks when I was like 11. You don't remember? So we were with on sharks internet. Or you, not on purpose, you saw them. Well, I think they were out there, but so right. were like stingrays and other all kinds of fish. Right. But I also remember the punch on the boat being mostly rum. And while figuring that out after we've ha- had a couple of cups. When you were 11? We were on international waters. All right, coming up next. <laughs> Might explain some of my, you know, some of my behavior. Our sharp is rolling. David has gotten three in a row right after the Seattle Storm won last night. He's got to get to nine to win the Antonio Brown jersey. So, David, where would you like to go with your pick for today? Uh, got to go back to the diamond. We got a thin schedule today, but we're taking the Blue Jays. All right. We got you in for the Blue Jays. They are playing the Orioles today. So, should be a good pick. Uh, the Blue Jays win. We will be calling you again tomorrow, going for five. Good luck, David. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good nice one. Should I tell him if he wins five, he gets my 2012 London Olympic pin? <laughs> Just start bringing stuff in from yeah, past save Olympics. Save it for later. Yes. Once, <laughs> once somebody wins this Antonio Brown jersey, once we're going to be scrounging for stuff <laughs> yes, to give away. Exactly. Um, we got socks. <laughs> yeah, well, one pair of creepy socks that I don't even feel comfortable giving to somebody. <laughs> they should just be burned. Um, so, in the WNBA, the Aces lost last night to the Phoenix Mercury in overtime, and the Phoenix Mercury did not have Diana Taurasi either. Uh, to give you an oversimplification of why they lost this game, the Aces were 3 of 13 from three-point range. The Mercury were 10 of 27. They lost by 21 points on the three-point line. You, it, If you are going to lose by that significant of a margin on the three-point line, you have to dominate in the paint, and you have to dominate the free-throw attempts. Mercury took more free-throw attempts than the Aces did yesterday, so they did not manage to do either of those. It's amazing they got to OT. Yes. That was and then they didn't score an OT for a long time. It was, I saw a tweet like, they haven't scored an OT. Yeah. It was like five minutes in or whatever. The like, OT yeah. score was 9 nothing with yeah. about, I think, a minute to go in overtime. Mm. So tough, tough. Not, a, not a great overtime period there. Hey, brings them back to life a little. Got to show up. Right? They had won a lot. They had won several games. They were on a, a four-game winning streak okay. is what they were on. All right. So they were in good shape. What did, what did Bill Lambier say after this game? <laughs> I was kind of laughing. I'm paraphrasing the quote, but it's a it paraphrased to, hey, Got a little hero ball selfish. Like, yeah, you're like in first place in the league. Like, like one overtime loss to a team that goes crazy from the three-point line. Eh, pump the brakes on. We're a selfish team. But it's so Lambert it was great, right? I mean, that's what you expect. We're selfish. Yeah, oh, it's best. One loss. Yeah, it's beautiful. We're too selfish. Ah, we're too selfish. And this Share is, the ball. This is one game after. This is one game after they set the franchise record for yes, 118 exactly. points. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> it's like, yeah, eh, you'll be okay. It's a long season. They are one game back of Seattle for first place yeah. in the WNBA. Got to get right that home now. court. Yeah. Is that going to be important? I don't know. But, I mean, more than likely, more than likely that's all they're playing for yeah. is who's going to be the one seed because that's going to be your one and the two seeds. They're getting a bye straight to the semifinals. Yes. And it's the WCC tournament. You're bied right, right into the championship. So that's basically what they're playing for at this point is who is going to make it into who's going to have home court advantage because the rest of the season – they're going to be fine. They're not going to lose many more games like that to Phoenix. We're going to know it's weird when Mark Davis says they're selfish. Huh? <laughs> Team looks selfish tonight. They didn't share the ball. We need Mark We've Dav- won 19 in a row. We need Mark Davis to do post-game press when conference. Is, yes. 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 When is he going to be our uh, guest on our uh, weekly 
our aces. weekly aces hit. Oh, yeah. that's right, the weekly aces. We do hit. need to get Mark Davis. Yes. just about the aces. Exactly. Mark, did you think they were too selfish in that <laughs> overtime loss to Phoenix? They didn't share the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love that Lambeer's the coach of this team. So oh, Lambeer's the best. It's, it's so good. They lose one game. As, no, we're, we're too selfish. As much as I want to yell about, like, <laughs> oh, don't shoot mid range jumpers, shoot some more threes, I love that this guy's the coach. Yeah. I don't think I could pick a better person to be the Aces no. coach. He gives well, so much content. Nikita Kucherov. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if he's the coach, he'd be the best.